I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Everything is always, like you said, constantly changing. The algorithms are constantly changing. They're going to keep switching it up on us. Otherwise, what you know, that's what keeps people coming back and keeps people innovating. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 34. Wow. If you are still enjoying this podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? Or if you're new, leave us a review. We would really love to hear what you think. Well, I hope people are still liking the show. (laughs) And if you're new, welcome, welcome. Make sure you check out the last 33 episodes for not, not in, not before you finish this episode mm. first, because for today's episode, we're trying to talk about how service-based businesses can generate leads with social content. But before we go any further, we must address important business. What are you drinking today, Jesse? I am going with a Wachusett Blueberry Ale. It's so good, um, especially as we get into the fall season. I really love it. And Decoy, you can hear him probably really in the background. The pop is so excited about it as well. No, um, it's... It's really good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am. I've been kind of on a um, boozy seltzer kick because I just can't mm. let go of summer just yet. But mm, that's I'll okay. make the transition until like, you know, the, 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 I'm more into like the October, like the pumpkin spice lattes, not the pumpkin beer. Oh, the yeah. Spice lattes and everything. Yeah. I hate to say that. I get into it. I get into Mm. it. So, well, as I said, we're going to be talking with Maris Callahan. With 15 years of experience in public relations and social media, Maris knows that a solid social media strategy is more than just pretty pictures and styled selfies as much as I'd like to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, She shared her tips for creating content that converts. Today, we have a wonderful guest with us. We have Maris Callahan. She is the creator and owner of The Social Broker, which is a membership site for real estate agents that give them their time back and help them build and develop relationships with their clients and prospects. Today, we're excited to chat with her about how we can create content that converts. Maris, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are so excited to to talk to you about converting content. Me too. Definitely one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. You're so good at it. You're so good at it. But we have a Thank we have you. a first question for you. Kate, go ahead. Yes. What? So this is cocktails and content creation. So what are you drinking? You know, right now I'm on coffee. It is a little early here in the Chicago time zone. But if we were at happy hour, I would probably be drinking a peanut oil. Ooh, that's a new one for the show, I think. Yeah, actually, I don't know if we've had specifically Pinot Noir mentioned. No, a lot of <laughs> like uh, Pinot Grigio and specific cocktails and stuff. But yeah, my husband likes a good Pinot Noir. Yeah, it is my go-to. Although in the summer, sometimes I will go for the Sauv Blanc. That is a classic <laughs> as well. <laughs> Just to switch it up a little bit. Just to switch it up to white for the warmer weather. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because yeah, Pinot Noir can be really heavy. So good stuff. Good stuff. Though. It. So Jesse gave us a little bit of information about you, but tell us in your own words, tell a little bit about your journey and what it is exactly that you do. Yeah. So I have a, I do social media management and I have a membership for real estate agents. 
who are looking for a boost on social media, but who might not be ready to totally outsource their social media to a full-time social media manager or even a small agency. So what the membership essentially is, is every month I create a new batch of content for um, for my subscribers and they get access to um, a bank of caption templates, a photo or a graphic design for every day of the week, and lots of other bonus content to help them show up on social media um, really intentionally and, you know, be able to build relationships on their social media platforms and connect with their audiences, hopefully leading to converting leads. So people who actually, you know, start to think of you before they need you. What did your journey look like to get to this point? Were you always an agent? I'm just kind of curious a little bit about your background and how you came up with this idea for, yeah. for the, um, for the audience that you have? Yeah, great question. So I have always been in the marketing space. So I started my career in public relations. I worked for big agencies. I struck out on my own as a freelancer and I worked in-house at a variety of, um, startup type companies, one of which was a real estate brokerage. And I was their head of communications for two years. And they hired me to work on corporate comms to do the, you know, the PR for the brokerage and the digital marketing for the brokerage. And what I found was that I really loved working one-on-one with the agents. And when I would go to the different offices to teach social media classes and workshops and meet with agents, I found that that's when I was really sort of thriving. And that's when I really felt um, I could make the biggest impact So I left that job and started the social broker. And initially I had people calling me who, you know, I knew from the the agency saying, hey, now like you don't work here anymore. Can you do my social media? And I thought, okay, yeah, there's definitely something to this. So um, around that time, I was having conversations with so many different people in the real estate industry. And what I learned was that Um, You know, as many people wanted to take social media off their plate entirely because in the real estate space, and even I work with a lot of like other real estate adjacent companies, title insurance and staging and anything really in the home and professional services sector. But, um, you know, agents specifically have a lot of competing priorities. You know, there's a lot of things in their businesses that they cannot delegate. You know, they need to be present for their clients and they need to be doing the negotiations and so forth. But social media is something that, you know, they can sort of outsource. Of course, it's also important to have your unique voice and personality come through in the content that you're sharing. So when I was talking to all these agents and some people were saying like, you know, I'm just not ready to kind of let go of the reins entirely. I thought, well, there has to be something in between, you know, social media being a back burner priority and, you know, outsourcing it for a thousand dollars a month or whatever. So that's sort of how the idea for the membership was born content, um, you know, right at your fingertips. So if you need a social media boost, it's there. I have members who use exclusively my content on their social media, and I have others who use it, you know, on those days when they just need something to post. Um, Maybe, you know, they also share their listings and behind the scenes of their own, you know, personality and business. Um, All of that is so important as well, but it's really meant to be a solution for busy, time-starved real estate agents who just need, um, you know, some help with content and they don't want to spend all day in Canva, right? They want to be out in the field working with their clients. I 
really enjoyed that you actually were able to take like your professional like nine to five corporate job and then like shape it into uh, a freelance independent entrepreneur niche, right? That I, I feel like a lot of people struggle with, you know, finding what they love about their corporate job and figuring out a way to like make it their own and like leave that, but still do what they love. So I'm, I was That's happy to, to learn about that. Yeah. You know, I have always been really entrepreneurial. Um, I've never been good at, um, at, at uh, I don't want to say I've never been good at nine to fives. I was good at my job. <laughs> I will say I'm not good at nine to five, so that's but fine to I, say. Why I used to, you know, joke with my boyfriend. I'm like, um, so, you know, the quote, like, eighty percent of life is just showing up. I used to be like, well, I'm screwed because I always liked working from home. Um, you know, I never liked having to be in the same place all day. And even now, like, I've got my nice home office here. Sometimes I sit on our front porch, or I go to my health club and I work from a coffee shop. I just like being able to, you know, kind of work from different places that, and that's where I find myself to be most creative and most inspired. And, you know, with the exception of one boss I had at one of my jobs, I was never able to find the full-time job that would sort of accommodate more of a flexible um, schedule and more of a flexible uh, lifestyle. And I laugh because at my last corporate job, the last in-person conversation I had with my boss before COVID was like him telling me I needed to be at my desk more. It wasn't even that I wasn't, it wasn't even that I was not in the office. It's that we had just recently moved into this big new office space and we had all these like different, like, you know, corner couches and corners and the break room and like this big you new lunch room. And there were a lot of, a lot of different places to sit. And he's like, well, I just never know where you are. You really need to be <laughs> here. And then, you know, one week later, they like sent us home for a year and a half. And I knew I, and I had already been kind of starting a social broker as a side hustle. Um, and I, I kind of knew at that point, I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> A lot of people are like that these days, you know, it's, it's, and I think social media, it's every day, it's different, right? You know, we, we never know when the algorithm's changing, Mm -hmm. never know what Mark Zuckerberg and the, you know, the social media gods are kind of going to throw at us. Um, So it's, it's fantastic that you, you, you share this, this service with clients, because I know even as somebody who's supposed to do it for a living, I don't know what I'm doing day to day. You know, none of us do. And, you know, lately, I think for the last, you know, couple of months, people have sort of been a buzz about the Instagram announcing that they were changing some of their algorithms and, you know, oh, now we're not just just Photoshop anymore. We're doing video. And, you know, a lot of people were asking me, what do you think that means? And really like, in, yeah, eventually it's important to do video and to incorporate more meaningful video into your strategy. But just with any of these things, like everything is always, like you said, constantly changing. The algorithms are constantly changing. They're going to keep switching it up on us. Otherwise what, you know, that's what keeps people coming back and keeps people innovating. And um, you know, if they didn't, if we were still on version 1.0 of Facebook, like that would be pretty boring. They have to keep switching things up. Um, but it doesn't mean that we have to change our strategies, right? Um, it's still important to have that presence on your feed. And if your audience is engaging with you on your posts where you're, you know, maybe you're doing a lot of static feed posts and those are engaging your audience. Well, well, why, you know, if it's not broken, don't, you know, necessarily fix it, but maybe start layering in 
some new things and, you know, sort of testing the waters, but you're right. Like things are always changing. And, you know, I think as long as you have that core strategy of creating meaningful content that educates, inspires, entertains, and informs, then you're on the right track. We talk a lot about creating content on the show, but we've never really taken a deep dive into the elements that make social content convert, you know, Mm -hmm. and as we said, everything's changing, but you're saying, you know, strategy doesn't necessarily have to change. So let's take a step back. Yeah. What is your definition of social content? That's a good question. The definition of social content, I really think, um, you know, a lot of people, I'm going to back up and answer this sort of in two parts. But I think that when social media first became mainstream, people were looking at it as like, oh, here's a platform for me to advertise. Here's a platform for me to talk about my business. But really, it's about connecting with your audience. It's about making that two-way, having way conversation. So social content, you know, uh, by definition needs to be social. And I think that it's easy to sort of lose sight of the the sort of social and social media because we get so wrapped up in what do I post, especially in an industry like real estate where, um, you know, you're not, if you're a real estate agent, you're working out of your car, you're working on your phone a lot. You're not in an office, you know, even from not even but you know, even part of the day, you're probably not in an office. Um, you're out with clients, you're driving around a lot. You're not necessarily like in that like content creation zone. And something that I tell my clients is to remember that like everything is an opportunity for content. Um, you know, if you are out at a showing, take a few pictures of a property, or if you are at a local business, take a photo of the latte you get every morning. These are the types of things that you know as somebody who is out and about in the community, that's what your audience wants to see from you. So I say by definition, social media content needs to be social and it needs to sort of have your audience in mind. It's not about what do I want to share today? It's what are the people who follow me? What do I think that they want to hear from me? I really like that you said everything is an opportunity for content. And I think that is such a simple way for people to rethink their entire strategy. It doesn't have to be super well planned out. It's great. I mean, I I do plan my content to a certain extent, but I think um, taking advantage of those simple moments that can easily connect with your audience. So that was a really um, great point that you made. I enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you. I think like we, you know, when, when Instagram started, which like, you know, those, though Facebook was kind of the original social media, right. Um, Instagram kind of was the one who really got into sharing photos as like the focus. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look back at my feed from the beginning and I've archived a lot of stuff. So I don't know if you'll even see it, but like, yeah, I would share like a picture of my coffee or, you know, uh, whatever I was doing that day to like my feed. I don't necessarily do that, but like any to the main feed, but I'll do that on my stories. And I don't think I do it now that you're saying that I don't think I do it enough. So sharing stories is a great place for that. Yeah. And I think also, we also sometimes forget that like stories is content too. You know, I think a lot of, even with my clients, like I'll have clients say like, oh, nothing went out on the feed. Like, but we did all this stuff on stories and that only lasts for 24 hours. So it's possible to, to miss it. But um, I think, you know, stories is a little bit underrated sometimes because by nature, like we're humans, we're looking to connect with other humans. And it's easier to do that one-on-one in stories 
Um, some people might not comment on a post in your feed because that's a public comment. Everyone's going to see that. They might be more inclined to respond directly to you um, in a story. So I think for anyone in the professional services space um, where you know your business is connecting one-on-one with others, um, I think stories is a great um, a great place to be and a great place to to start those conversations. I remember being so intimidated by stories when it first came out. Cause like, remember it was Snapchat and Snapchat was the first thing that was like 24 hour, you know, and it was supposed to like, you know, it was supposed to disappear, but then people were taking like shots of it, you know, can't screen grabs and stuff like that. And there was this whole outrage about that. You know, it really, right. it become its own vehicle. And I think that was it kind has. Of, like, its original video sharing in a lot of ways. Totally. And I mean, Instagram has always encouraged original content creation, right? Um, You used to, um, like, it used to be that you, like, they, I'm trying to think of the way to say this, but you, they want you taking a photo with your phone and posting it. Um, You know, okay, that's what I was thinking. You know, they used to not allow third party scheduling platforms to work with Instagram because they wanted you to be taking photos in the moment and capturing content in the moment. And I think that you know, as they've developed new products, they've found new ways to do that, right? You can't schedule a reel and post it. Like I can't like make a reel now and schedule it to post in two weeks. Um, so even though you can do that on your feed, um, you can create that sort of highlights reel on your feed, but, um, you know, they're always finding new ways to give people opportunities to sort of create that in the moment, real authentic content. Yeah. I typically am more, live, I guess you could say with the stories, like what's happening now, I usually don't pre-plan those too much just because that's like a way for me to your point, like share that opportunity content versus like the plan stuff that goes more onto my feed. Um, But so, you know, we're all thinking about this from a way of building our business. Well, not all of us, but a lot of our audience is here because they are building their audience. They're um, trying to generate leads and convert their content so that they can, you know, make money and build their business. So one thing that we hear constantly, and I hear from my own audience, from my own course, is that many of us struggle with creating content. And so, you know, I wanted to ask you, why do you think it is just such a struggle for some people? And do you have any thoughts on how you've helped some of your own, you know, your own agents that you've worked with, um, your members overcome that struggle? And I know you do that a lot just by providing the membership. But when it comes to like creating their own content, what do you think can help? Yeah, I think a lot of people suffer from analysis paralysis, if you will. And the idea that, you know, it needs to be perfect to post. Um, A lot of my members have said to me that part of why the membership saves them so much time is because if they go to create a post, they're going to work on it, you know, five times and they're going to edit it and they're going to analyze it and they're going to go, oh, I don't like that. And then they're going to start again. Whereas if I am providing the template, they have something to start, you know, they have something to kind of work from. And I do give up my content um, to my agents in Canva so they can personalize and customize if they want to do something in their own colors or if they want to add in their own photos instead of the photo I've provided. So I do give them the option to customize stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's that like idea that, oh, I have to get this perfect before I post it. 
And I think, you know, I, I've definitely fallen into that trap before. And I have to remember what I would tell myself if I were, you know, um, in my, you know, if I were in my shoes, that doesn't make any sense. But I try to think of what would I tell myself if I was my client. And it's to, you know, not let perfect be the enemy of good. Um, it's more important. Um, yesterday in the membership, I had a video strategist come on and she said, um, people care what you say, not what you look like. And I really liked that um, that quote. It's true. Like, you know, think about like the most ed- entertaining or educational video, like you watched or something that really stuck with you. Chances are you don't remember like what that person was wearing when they said the thing that was inspiring, but you remember what it was. Like people will remember, um, you know, your, what value you provide and how you make them feel. They're not going to remember if like the pink on your graphic design was perfectly on brand or if like the font you used was was trendy or whatever. So it's really, I think, um, if, if you are struggling with, you know, what to post, just start doing it. Um, a lot of people say, oh, I don't, you know, know what kind of videos to make. So I say, just get on your phone and start practicing talking to the camera, um, get comfortable with the format because for, even if you have like a lot of experience on camera, I used to do uh, morning TV segments, um, for like my PR background and um being on tv i would like i feel no problem i'm totally comfortable with that but looking at yourself talking into a phone when you don't know if anybody is going to watch can be really intimidating so it's you know just get comfortable with the format it's really like if you don't start you can't improve it's so funny that you just said that so i used to be in um broadcast news and Hmm. I used to be kind of the replacement news anchor for my, the small station that I did and being on that side of like this big camera, you know, no problem. That was fine. And, you know, we had information on who was actually watching and that was fantastic. Yep. I was a very late adopter of like looking at the camera on my phone, you know, holding up my phone Mm -hmm. and looking at it and like talking to my, my audience on stories. I was so intimidated. So I'm really glad I'm not the only one that kind of had that background. And then was like looking at this camera on the front of my phone, like, I don't know what I'm doing right here. So not at all. And I think even professionals have problems like that. Exactly. And I think that's another thing too. Like, you know, I think that there's a little bit of, you know, social media gets a bad rap for being this place where people are constantly comparing themselves to others. And, you know, that can be hard. And, you know, there are a lot of downsides to social media. It's not like this perfect magical solution for marketing your business. Um, For me, the benefits have outweighed the negatives. Um, You know, have there been times where I've looked at like social media and I'm like, oh, I wish I was going on a nice trip or I wish I had this whatever someone else is doing, you know, we all, it's natural to, to kind of feel those things when you open up social media. And I know that there's been a lot of negativity on the platforms, um, especially in like the political landscape over the past few years. And I think social media just catches a bad rap because like I said, it's not perfect, but I think the opportunities to create connection with people, um, you know, far outweigh the, the negative that come along with, you know, being on social media and, you know, the, the, there is, I think some people have a, a sort of reluctance to 
they don't want to overshare. They're like, oh, I don't want, I don't need to tell somebody like what I'm doing every second of the day. And of course, like it is different for everybody. Everyone has a different level of comfort with putting themselves out there. But I think, um, you know, the, that people can, again, like do what feels comfortable. You don't want to share like what you're having for breakfast every day. Think of another way to, you know, to share what's going on in your day. Um, some people, I think, often sort of blur the line between personal and private because if you are creating a brand for yourself online, you know, you want to have your personality reflect. It's not just all business all the time. So for my agents, I always say, you know, you need to have three things in your social media strategy consistency, you need to be posting consistently. If you're just like, you know, throwing a post up there whenever you think about it, chances are you're not going to see those eventual conversions because people rely on consistency to build trust and people want to do business with people and brands that they know, like, and trust. And you also need to have variety. You want to make sure that you're posting about a variety of different topics. And that's where it can be helpful to have maybe like jot down a list of five things you want to be known for. And then you'll always have those categories to pull from when you need, you know, a post or when you need sort of a thought starter. And then balance. You want to balance the business and the personal. If you're, I always say like, if you get stuck at a cocktail party talking to that like one person who only talks about work, that's going to be really boring. You also don't want to get stuck talking to that one person who only wants to talk about herself. <laughs> so it's good to have the, the balance between the the business and the who you are as a person and what makes you different. It makes a lot of sense and you break it down really simply. Um, but we all know it can be overwhelming, even broken down so simply. And, um, you know, so for me, going back to um, the idea that we want to, you know, have the benefits outweigh the negatives and we want to use this to build our business and generate those leads. Um, you know, what, in your opinion, are the elements that actually turn the content into a lead generation machine? Yeah. So I think the, the best content starts conversations. Um, you know, you could say the best content triggers emotion or, you know, but that, you know, if, 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 if a, piece of content makes you react a certain way, it, you know, it, it's not good if you keep it to yourself. You want to trigger those conversations and those connection points. Um, I always say you want your content to educate, entertain, inform, or inspire. Um, you want to bring value to your audience. Um, and that's where in real estate specifically, um, you know, I think there's some, there's a lot of discussion about like how to post listings and how to post the, you know, the homes for sale. And I think it would be similar to any product-based business. How do you promote your product or your, even your services? But it's really about, um, you know, taking that product or service you provide and sharing a story. Um, you know, ultimately social media is about storytelling. It's an opportunity to sort of tell the story of who you are, who you help and how you help them. And, um, you know, bringing that that process or that journey to life for people who um, are following along at home. And I think the other sort of piece of that, is, again, is the, you know, having kind of the elements of the consistency, the variety, and the balance in your content strategy, and also in how you show up, because the engagement that you do on social media is just as important as the content. If you're just posting and then like, you know, go like posting and then ghosting the app and you don't 
come back to check on your content. I didn't mean to rhyme that, but, but that works. Um, then, you know, that doesn't really, um, that's not good either because you want to be in the app, engaging your audience, having conversations and really being present. Now, do you, do you see this play out? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you have some great examples, but assuming that, you know, your agents sort of follow this, this mindset, are they, you know, really seeing the, that return and the investment of their time and efforts, you know, and I guess there's the question of, you know, how many of their leads are on these platforms too? Yeah, you know, they are. And I think that there are a few ways that um, agents specifically, but I do think this would apply to anyone in kind of a professional service realm. Um, but agents are definitely getting leads online and there's two ways that's happening. One is directly, right? Um, message in their in DM inbox that says, hey, I saw you're a realtor and my husband and I are thinking of selling next year. Do you have time to chat? Um, I have clients that have gotten those messages, totally cold leads out of nowhere. But what happens more frequently is people are following you who you might be connected to maybe from a job you had 10 years ago or a friend of your neighbor who you met briefly in passing and connected on Instagram and you have no other touch point with that person aside from social media and those people are coming in through um, through social so it's hard to know um, you know are they calling you specifically because of Instagram or, you know, were they referred by a friend and then they looked you up and they liked what they found. So I think social media, you're going to get the cold leads, but depending on also the size of your market, um, you know, the agents that I have in smaller towns tend to get more cold leads on Instagram because here in Chicago, like everybody knows five realtors. So like, I don't think there are as many people searching on Instagram. Um, but if, you know, if a friend refers, you know, if I ask my friends for names and I get five names, I'll go look them up on social media and I might pick the one with the best presence or the person who seems to be the most active and the person who seems to be the most personable and approachable. So they're definitely getting the, the indirect or sorry, the, the direct leads, but more frequently is, um, you know, social media is one more referral source. Um, you know, I have a, an agent who is a vegan and she talks a lot about where to get the best vegan sushi or vegan donuts or vegan ice cream on her real estate social media page. And she's made connections with a lot of people in the local vegan community because she's always posting about restaurants and, you know, Hey, what are the best finds and that kind of thing. And she got a message from someone who said, Hey, my sister follows you. Um, she's, you know, loves, she's a vegan and she loves following other vegan foodies. Um, my, you know, my husband and I are getting ready to buy. I thought I would reach out and see, you know, if you're available to do a buyer consult. So that was a lead that came through her inbox through someone that she had met by over social media, like, uh, you know, about a shared interest that had nothing to do with real estate. And that person referred her out to her sister. So that's another way that, you know, those leads will come in is through referrals. Um, you know, right now, I think there's like a stat where at any given time, like only, you know, 2% of the people, you know, are going to move, but everyone knows someone who's going to move this year. So it's really as important to stay in front of the people who are already in your sort of sphere of influence as it is to, to create new ones. Well, tying back your point about, um, 
I have like my list of notes over here about like the five things you want to be known for. And so that agent Mm -hmm. just tying in that personal side of her, um, of her dietary preferences, you know, is a great way to connect on a very niche level. Mm-hmm, um, but also to your point about being consistent for me, I know that like, if I'm looking to hire a service provider or something, I'll likely go check them out on Instagram. I'll look for reviews. Oh, yeah. I'll do all the things, Yeah. but then I'll probably sit and wait and I'll see what their content is like. I'll see, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's that psychology that you need to see something. What is it like seven times before you buy? Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, and so, you know, they might check them out and then, you know, see how their interaction on social evolves and if they further make that connection then I feel like that's when they like pounce and that's when they go to the dm and that's when they go to the website for the the contact form definitely and in an industry like real estate like you don't need a realtor until you need a realtor it's not like something you to you know we're not I always say to my agents like you're not selling shoes people aren't going to come back to you seven (laughs) times but you want them to tell seven friends about you and that is that's true and social media plays a a really crucial role in that Mm mm-hmm Unless you're in New York and then everybody seems to all my New York friends, <laughs> like every year I have to like send them a text or a DM. What's your address this year? Mm-hmm. That'd be really good right. in New York, that area. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Now we know you are the expert in your field. So tell us a little bit about the social bro- broker. There seems to be a lot of templates out there to help entrepreneurs with their social content. And how does that, how does your membership stand out? Yeah. So really there, I'll back up a little bit. There are three ways to work with me. One is like, you can hire me to do your social media. And that's typically an option for small, you know, small to mid-sized businesses or larger teams where you're kind of outgrowing um, what you can do on social and you're ready to hand over the reins to somebody who can just manage it for you. You know, my clients send me the photos. Um, They'll send me, they'll say, hey, we have a new property coming up Thursday and I know where to go to get the photos and get the information. Um, And I'm actually like, I can be pretty self-sufficient. I have a lot of experience doing social media and creating content. So that's, you know, sort of the, hey, I am too busy, but I know this is important and I want to have a presence. So that's one service that I offer. And then there's a membership and that is sort of the newer agents or newer to social media, or maybe you were just not feeling like outsourcing it. You still want to do it. I have some people who they enjoy being on social and connecting with friends and clients and they just need some help coming up with that, what to post in between the listings and the behind the scenes, you know, here I am out and about doing business and my family and those kinds of things. Those are also really important. Um, And then that's the membership fills that sort of niche. So um, agents can sign up anytime and I give them access to 12 months of archives. So you have the 12 months of archives plus um, the content for the the given month um, in which you get at least one post per day. Sometimes there's like up to six different options for graphic design, um, maybe more if I get a little creative that particular month. And um, caption templates. So it's fill in the blank style caption templates. Um, I take stock photography exclusively for the membership. So stock photography that I hire photographers um, to shoot homes and get photos that people can't find everywhere else on the internet. Um, you know, everyone can go on like stock photo sites and grab a photo, but I want my agents to have something that's, you know, unique to real estate too. Um, so it's kind of the caption 
the graphic designs that are all customizable in Canva. And really, you know, I try to provide other resources. So like Reels comes out, like I give them a few Reels prompts every month. And we do monthly trainings to sort of teach the agents how to do this, you know, not just, you know, hey, here's some content slap up on your page, but how do you do social media really well? And how do you kind of work the content strategy that I'm giving you effectively so that you will start to see those leads come in and you will start to have, you know, one of my clients said she was getting so many compliments from the women in her book club that she finally had to admit that she wasn't creating her own content. And then, you know, within that, you know, the six months or the year or whatever that we had been working together, she said those women in her book club referred her over a million and a half um, in, in sales volume. So that's a lot of, a lot of commission that she was pulling that she could directly attribute or maybe indirectly attribute to social media. So, um, definitely important to, you know, not just kind of grab the content and go, but also to kind of take the trainings and, you know, it's, it's definitely less time commitment than, um, than other resources where, um, you know, you really have to learn how it works in with social broker. My goal is really to simplify it and to sort of say, here's the framework. And now you plug in your personality and let it work its magic. I've actually seen the back end of your site. And yeah. I have to say it is amazing. And I just, I, I've mentioned this to you before. I don't know how you create so much amazing content for your members, but um, I think it a, is a is a testament to just your passion about creating content. So, uh, Thank you. so I've seen it in real life, friends. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but we know there's a lot of sites out there that offer like a template based approach mm-hmm. to social media. And mm-hmm. so when someone is like thinking about whether or not it's right for them, or are there things they need to be looking for to see if like the value or see if it's going to work for them? Yeah. Like any thoughts on what people should mm-hmm. consider before they dive yeah. into a template based social approach? Yes. So there are a lot of people out there who sort of, and I want to tread carefully here. There are a lot of people out there who purport to be experts in social media. And the truth is anybody can do social media. I did not, I don't have an advanced degree in social media. I did not have to go to, you know, do, you know, this isn't brain surgery. It's, it's content, you know, is definitely a skill and it's strategic and you certainly, um, you know, I'm not sort of devaluing what I do at all, but anybody can, who wants to learn social media can learn social media. And so I think that often people get wrapped up in like, oh, here's what the gurus are saying, or here's what like the experts or the influencers are saying. And I think, um, you know, the sort of watch out is not to sort of take advice or content or, you know, work with somebody who only know, like who's only done it for themselves. Um, you know, there are a lot of experts out there who have become very successful with social media. Um, there are a lot of influencers and bloggers who have sort of figured out a formula that works for them. Um, my approach is based on what I've seen in the corporate world and what I've seen work for, you know, dozens, or if not hundreds of agents over the years. And, um, you know, what, what I do for my clients um, when I'm doing the management is sort of the the, um, the framework that I offer in my membership. So I would say it's really important to make sure that, you know, whoever you hire or wherever you're getting your content is someone who's really experienced in content creation. Um, you know, if I, I'll use like the analogy because I know, Jesse, you're a photographer, but it would be like, you know, hiring someone who like maybe 
bought a really fancy camera and read the, you know, the owner's manual versus somebody who has, you know, 15 years of experience doing actual photography. My boss at my first job used to say, would you rather hire somebody who has been babysitting for 15 years or taking classes about babysitting for 15 years um, to like in an analogy about something else. That's and I think a good that's pretty, one. I think it's good. I think it's true with, with social media or with any kind of um, professional service, really. You want to know that, you know, the the person that is creating the content for you or in the, you know, in the case of hiring a social media manager, you, you know, you want to know that they tried a lot of different things and that they, you know, they're not just sort of saying, oh, well, this worked for me. So this is going to work for you because there's really no one size fits all approach. And, and if there was a magic formula, you know, none of us would be sitting here talking about content creation because we'd all be doing that. <laughs> yeah. So it's safe to say that, you know, when you're when you're looking at these, you know, companies or membership sites or, you know, content bundles or whatever to to see yeah. if there's opportunity for the owner of said service could give you um, any testimonials or if they already have it, look through those or even ask yeah. for some like if it's a social media manager, they should have insights and results and reports that Definitely. they can share with you to yeah. ensure that that they can get you similar results and maybe not necessarily guarantee because everything is, you know, right. with social, it's so dependent on so many different factors, but it's safe sure. to say that they should be looking for those things too. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I think also like with any of these content services, and I know there are, there are several um, with mine or with others is to, you know, it's not going to be the magic button. Like there is no easy button for social media. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if I'm, doing all your content, like even my clients who hire me and, you know, pay me a monthly retainer to manage social for them, they still have to send me the photos and they still have to provide me with like, sometimes I'll email my clients and just say, what do you have going on this week? Like I can, you know, use that. Like I can, even the most mundane things could make for interesting content. Um, but it's just a matter of thinking through strategically, like how do we merchandise that? My, you know, my client might call me and say, Hey, I'm doing X, Y, Z. Um, how do you think we can post about that? Or how can we, um, maybe like someone was mentioned in a magazine article or something like that. And it's like, how do we post this on social media so it doesn't come off as braggy? Um, but, you know, there is work. Like, even if you're hiring someone and outsourcing your social, like you still are, a, you know, are a partner. And in the membership, um, you know, the content, you can use my content as is, grab it off the website, post it, copy, paste, post. Easy. Um, but you're probably not going to lead generate as much as somebody who is also putting in their personal photos and going live or going on stories a few times a week to really kind of get to know their audience. Um, so it's like anything, like you get out what you put in. Um, I'm giving you the tools and the resources, but then it's up to you to really kind of take it over the finish line. I think that's so important to, you know, give somebody the right expectations. It's not Instagram is Instagram, any kind of social media. It is not a set it and forget it situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there, there are certain types of posts that you can set and forget. Like if you do a weekly, like I have some people who do like finance Friday and we'll do a finance tip on Fridays or like a testimonial Tuesday. Yeah. Bang out a month of those and set them up in advance. But of course, like I always say, maybe, um, plan monthly, schedule weekly, but engage daily. You always want to, you know, be present if you are scheduling posts so that that one thing is off your plate. Great. But then make sure you're still opening the app every day to, to A, check that your posts actually went out. 
be like engage on the post and also like pop in and, you know, do some of the, the behind the scenes ad hoc stuff too. Cause that's what people really, you know, respond to is the kind of content that, you know, helps humans connect with other humans. That is mm. awesome. And, and, and all good points to remember. Mm-hmm. So where can people find out more about the social broker if they haven't Googled it already? <laughs> yeah. So my website is the social broker.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the.social.broker or Maris Callahan. And definitely if you're coming, you know, feel free to drop me a DM and say, hi, I always love to, to connect with new people. And um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so good at social media. I mean, I, I follow you personally, <laughs> like your site and your, 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 the, you the broker website is amazing. Well, and I love our like story, how we kind of connected and stayed mm-hmm. in touch on social media. And then, you know, we've worked together and I've yep. hired you for projects and I probably will again, you know, those, that's like a great testament to like the, you never know where it's sort of going to come from. Um, so it's good to kind of stay in touch and keep your, you know, keep expanding your sphere because you never know when there will be opportunities. Um, to, you know, to collaborate with, with people. Exactly. I loved everything that you've said. So. Well, thank you. I feel like I've been talking your ears off. No, <laughs> but I, I guess that's the point. You the podcast, Maris. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your information in terms of, you know, where people can find you, but also the great tidbits you've shared. I think that, you know, if people don't quite have the resources or maybe they're not in that realm of real estate, they can totally take away what you've said and apply it to their own business. It's fantastic. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you so for much. Having me. So I loved the statement that she made that everything is an opportunity for content. I I guess I mean I feel like it's kind of obvious, but the way she made it sound almost just like lifted a weight off my shoulders mm. in terms of pressure for content um, and that you don't necessarily need to always think pre-planned and utilizing stories and capturing, you know, the five things that you want, pe- you want to be known for. And yeah. so I guess I kind of already do that with like capturing, you know, George and decoy and that side of my life, but that even the most mundane thing about your day is an opportunity for content. And, you know, I think that, like, as I said, you know, when I look back on my Instagram feed from, you know, 2013, when the platform started, even though I've archived a lot of those, those photos, like I used to post pictures of the most random, like mundane stuff, right to my feed. Mm -hmm. And there became this need to be so perfectly curated. And everything, you know, color schemes had to kind of match and flow. And you didn't want to have this color in this picture because it clashed with the Yeah. There was this there like in the past, I mean, seven, eight years, it's really kind of the platform has completely changed. But utilizing that on stories, you know, posting whatever you kind of want to post, just that those little details about your life, it really does connect with your audience. I know I get a ton like I'll post something that I'm watching on television and I'll get, a you know, a DM from somebody on my stories like. Oh yeah, I watched that the other night, especially like since there's still, even though it's, you know, even though we're kind of have been coming out of this COVID haze, right? There still seems to not be as much to do. And so everybody's still like watching television as the main source of entertainment. So I'll get like DMs like, oh, I watched that the other night, or oh, is that really good? So it is a great stories and and just showing that like typical daily life is a great way to connect with your audience and also to gain, as she said, that no like and trust factor. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, when when we're thinking about content that converts, you know, she she really talked about, you know, being consistent, having a variety of different topics. Again, those like five things you want to be known for and then balancing. You don't, I loved her analogy where it's like, you know, you go to a party and you don't want to, you know, talking to the person that's only going to talk about business. It's kind of boring, right? You want somebody that is also going to talk about other things. And so thinking, taking that approach with your social media, um, you know, and then also providing the pieces of content. I think she said education, entertain, inform, or aspire. And I've talked about this in my membership in my own membership, because that's really what people um, you know, want to see, but then sprinkling in that personal side. And I think we are so sick of seeing, especially after the past year and a half, we're so sick of seeing that perfect life. We want to see the the stuff behind the scenes and it, like this the, to, to be completely honest jesse this episode was completely different from what i expected it to be hmm. um, just because as i said i you know it's it's instagram any kind of social media has been so focused on that perfect curated feed and and kind of what she was saying is you know just do it you know just get out there and and, and this is somebody who kind of helps create that perfect feed for you mm-hmm. um it's a really unique take on things. And I like, I like people, let's face it. I like people who can be very real about situations and not are always just trying to push and sell their services. So Maris was definitely a breath of fresh air as far yes. as I've. Yes. Lots of good nuggets. So if you are, if you skipped ahead to the end, for make sure you do go back and, and listen. And she's got a lot of great no, uh, nuggets for, for you. So, and check her, check out her, her Instagram. I think a lot of her tips and advice and her, the way she approaches social media can apply outside of just the real estate world. Oh, definitely. Um, I know I'm going to be taking away a lot of her tidbits and I am definitely not in real estate. I am not in real estate and I'm not looking to move because, oh my God, if I had to move, I think I would kill myself. (laughs) Um, You would need a great agent. (laughs) I would need a great agent, but I'd also need people to come in and pack up my house because I've done that once and I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Never again. I swear to God, I, we want to add on to our house before we move Mm -hmm. because I can't stand it. Oh, that being said, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group. We would love to have you over at Cocktails and Content Creation community and leave us a comment. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation, and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. If you are a brand photographer looking to get into brand photography, I've got lots of information for you on Instagram at the brand photographer method. Make sure to tune in next time for another wonderful episode of cocktails and content creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. <laughs>